This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers. Try their enzyme and probiotic combo pack risk-free today at www.bioptimizers.com slash nomeat. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash nomeat and use coupon code nomeat to get 10% off your package. This episode is also brought to you by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Go to oseamalibu.com slash athlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more, free shipping for U.S. orders over $75, and free samples with every order. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. All right, today we are here with Matt Tolman. How's it going, buddy? Doing great. How are you? Doing pretty well. We uh, It is getting, it is officially summer here, obviously everywhere, um, but it is hot and uh, North Carolina, it is it is feeling like summer. Well, it's not summer for, for some of our listeners in like Australia. And that's true. Argentina, Anywhere in the so. northern northern hemisphere yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Got to be sensitive to all of our various, <laughs> you know, the sun never sets on the no meat athlete empire, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have a we have a large uh, I'm not sure about podcast audience, but um, the Australia crew is is substantial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we uh, they they were some of our most vocal and uh, and New Zealanders. Mm-hmm. And who else in the southern hemisphere? Yeah, but but I remember when we were launching Compliment, um, they were some of the most vocal uh, um, folks that were requesting support mm. of international shipping, which was which was tough. But now we can do that. So yeah, now you're hearing it again with Plant Bites, right? We are, we are. It's it's an exciting week for Plant Bites. We are. Um, some some small portion of our community knows this, and the rest of you will find out in the coming months. But but the reception of Plant Bites, which is of course our whole food plant based energy solution, so instead of the goos and the powders and the gels and the chews that we've all uh, gotten used to and s- suffered through, uh, these are incredibly delicious little morsels of fruit uh, to power you through your training uh, and competitions of course uh, so we the reception has been so awesome and uh, we decided well what if we could add compliment to it um, because my son is like all over these plant bites and I was thinking instead of squirting some of the compliment spray in his mouth um, what if we could put it into plant bites so we've been working on that for well, a, a little bit now, uh, but we, we've kind of figured it out. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be starting to ship the uh, the first orders of a whole food plant-based complement. And of course, for all you listeners out there, stay tuned. We'll probably be unveiling that um, over the next couple of months uh, by email. So exciting week, though. I'm, I'm really digging it. Yeah. Yeah. I got a shipment of 10 co- uh, plant bite bags for me and a couple running buddies and uh man these things are awesome yeah so even even cooler if they give you your 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 omega-3s right 
<laughs> yeah, and look, like we're obviously we're gonna we're gonna market it as something that you know you want to take daily for your complementing needs, right? Complement your plant based diet with just the nutrients that are missing from a well designed whole food plant based diet. Uh, but but there's also like a whole athlete story to it because as you know. Um, omega-3s like there's a whole anti-inflammation and there's been clinical studies that show you know like vo2 max and like max rep and all all sorts of different improvements in someone's performance with a dose of omega-3s like i think it's either 30 minutes or two hours before it's been a while since i looked at that stuff so so i think you look at that um and uh and obviously you get the beats and everything in there like there's definitely an argument for for taking a dose of, of a compliment uh, plant bite right before your workout. And that's what I've been doing. I can't tell you if it's, if it's improved anything, <laughs> my performance yet, um, but uh, there's definitely a psychological benefit. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, today we're going to be talking about other things we're excited about, right? It's, this is a little bit of a different episode, maybe kind of the same, but also a little different in that uh, we're just kind of, rattling off some things that we are currently into these days, which, um, I don't know, which we, we, you know, usually we have kind of a focus on nutrition or fitness or whatever, but here we're going to go anywhere we want to with this. Uh, I have some actual physical things. I also have some things I'm listening to and reading. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be kind of fun. There's things we're into. We hope that uh, maybe it'll interest some of you to try out some of these, or maybe you have you hear one of these and you're like, yeah, that's what I'm into too. So this will be kind of fun. You want to, you want to kick us off with one thing that you're into? Yeah. Yeah. I am, I am re into, or maybe into the first time, uh, really like trying to, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say hurt myself, but, <laughs> but really not enjoying my training sessions. And, uh, so let me explain. Um, I think, as you know, because uh, you see it on video, uh, I love to multitask. And if I'm not on a podcast, if I was on a phone call or a video, uh, you know, whatever, um, you know, I want to optimize my time. So I'll be doing my workout, you know, whether that's a yoga session or on the trainer or with kettlebells, um, you know, that's how I get the most out of my time and, and it works. But it doesn't always work because I get invested in the conversation and so like I end up waiting like five minutes in between sets and you know if you're on the trainer like you're and you're trying to engage in a conversation a bike trainer that is like you're gonna go maybe you know 10 to 12 miles per hour right like you're not really pushing it and so for the longest time I think I've really enjoyed my workouts but I haven't been pushing myself to a point where like I am exhausted and in pain <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't mean like, you know, hurt yourself in the sense that like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something dangerous or something that like, you know, you can't recover from, but, but like, there's a difference between when you mail it in and you go for a jog and you're like, gosh, I feel great. My blood's pumping. And, and like, you know, I put in a nice 10 miles and like, you know, all is well. And then you like go to like, you know, doing wind sprints or like interval training or like something where you're just like after like that sucked, you know, like I didn't enjoy one second of it, but like I feel 
so good now, you know, and like I know that I'm like doing the right thing for my body. So that that has been something that I've really been working on is like not just, you know, going with the 30 pound kettlebell because like it'll be nice and comfortable and I'll do my reps and whatever, like, but like pushing myself to like do the 45 pound kettlebell for that same workout and like right after like knock out 12 push ups and like just be huffing and puffing and sweating and like kind of miserable um but like you know feeling really really good afterwards so that that's a new thing that i'm into um kind of weird when i say it out loud but but i'm uh i'm digging it (laughs) isn't isn't that like the entire crossfit philosophy i am proud to say i've never engaged in the crossfit philosophy i'm vaguely (laughs) i'm vaguely aware of uh the cult um (laughs) no i look i yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, it's it, it's what you see with, like, you know, uh, Jocko Willink um, posting pictures of, like, you know, a puddle of sweat underneath his kettlebells at, you know, 4.45 <laughs> in the morning. You know, like, of course, this is, this is not new for the world. Um, and, you know, I was a competitive athlete um, in high school and then for a couple of years even in college. And, like, I, I, I know how to do hard work. But if I'm being honest, like, the last you know, 15 years, like I have been exercising in order to feel good, enjoy myself, stay healthy. But like, it hasn't really forced me to like, you know, go through the painful training sessions that I think I would if I was like training for a competition or or had some other reason to like really leave it all out there, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I'm definitely one to, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm more attracted to the slower, you know, more enjoyable, this I'm doing it for fun attitude when it comes to working out. Certainly when I'm training for something that is more intense, you know, having those tough workouts are are always super important for, you know, for muscle development. But um, I'm with you. Like if I just, if I'm not training for something really specific where I'm not kind of in the heat of that training, then I tend to uh, just phone it in. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but it feels so good. It feels so good though when you when you do like go all out. You know, it doesn't always feel good in the moment, but really I, I you know, I kind of actually I take that back. It's that initial hurdle of actually making yourself go all out, right? Because that is very hard and very painful mentally to do because it just feels like it would be so much easier if you just kind of ran at 80% instead of 100%. Um right. But once you get going, man, it's like, at least for me, a switch flips and you just get into this like zone and that's all you can think about is just like pushing, 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 and then it hurts and it, you know, it hurts so good. (laughs) See, but I know now, uh, I've always kind of known this, but there there is really something wrong with you uh, because (laughs) to say that you enjoy just like, you know, a nice slow run given what I know about you and, and training and going after, you know, a hundred mile races like that. That's, that's not what I would consider like, you know, just going out and enjoying yourself. So <laughs> for what it's worth, no. um, what, what's one thing you're into? All right. So here's something I'm into. So I, I have a problem. I don't know if it's a problem, but I think it's a problem. I, I listen to too much stuff. Like I listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen to, you know, morning edition every day, you know, I just, I'm like always having this input of podcasts and and words and things like that. And 
what I found over the past several months is the news has been just very heavy um, and difficult to digest. You know, I th- I've found that it's just, it's really affecting my mood. So I've been on the hunt for um, really n- nothing but entertainment podcasts, no educational aspect of it, uh, really, you know, nothing that is going to get me riled up or anything like that. And I found two that I've been really enjoying. So this is one, two things I'm into, two podcasts. Baffled, which is um, this podcast, these three British guys are, they, the premise is that they um, find kind of really unusual facts and, uh, and share the fact. And then you're like, oh, wow, I'm like baffled that that's true. And then they talk about it a little bit, but it's not really <laughs> educational because it's like, it's like uh, you know, one example would be, did you know that um, there's more pizza in a 18-inch pizza than two 12-inch pizzas? I did not know that. Right, exactly. Are you baffled? No, no, <laughs> no. But like, uh, that's just kind what I of, have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I get that because um, you'd think twenty-four inches, right? But yeah, this is where but, we need Matt and his right. math. Skills. We need we need his uh, radius skills. He would yeah. he would totally say like, I'm not baffled at all. You know, clearly three <laughs> more inches in diameter would equate to six more in square inch pizza enjoyment, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know, so it's like it's, and then they kind of just rip on each other, and I don't know. Baffled, huge fan of it, really funny uh, and enjoyable. The other one is Hall of Shame, which is um, a podcast about um, kind of mishaps in the sport world, you know, mostly kind of uh, conspiracies or stories of, you know, like epic MLB fights and things like that. So uh, Hall of Shame, very entertaining as well, sports-related podcast. Very cool. Dig it. I was just looking up these. Uh, so that one's from Crooked Media, the same one from same guys behind uh, Pod Save America. Yep. Guys exactly. and girls, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow, they have a whole lineup that I never knew about. Yeah, a lot of non-political podcasts. Not yeah. a lot, but a couple. Um, I'm glad you're not. You're not. You know, just being inundated with the typical news. I, I'm I'm with you. You and I are both kind of political junkies, and uh, I have to say, like. There are the Olympics because of, I don't know, the the nationalism or, or something about it, like people performing at their top. Like, I love the Olympics and election years are like the two things that I, the World Cup as well, for the same uh-huh. reason, I think, as the Olympics. But like, I really, really look forward to it. You know, I was a political science major, um, a, a degree that has served me very well in my career. Uh <laughs> But um, actually, no, I don't regret it at all. Uh, um, but but I really like I really into it. Uh, just like the the whole game and the you know the messaging and how it's spun and the the commentators and and the pundits. Like you know, I I like it. Uh, yeah, I can't even watch the news anymore because it's like it's just every single day is is the same, right? It's like. Mm-hmm someone did something incredibly stupid and you know like and and one side is arguing that it wasn't that stupid and the other side is arguing that it was and like you know the coronavirus just keeps ticking up and like you know then the black lives matter i was like this this just i can't like (laughs) it's not adding value to my life so i've i've really like you kind of tried to filter it out and just get my 
you know, kind of quick read of the news at night and, uh, and yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially with political news that there's just so much noise right now and, uh, and it is just exhausting if you try to follow along with every, every new weird thing somebody does. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Weighted vest. So I know you would imagine that because I have a two-month-old child uh, who I strap to my chest quite often that I might be referring to him. Um, but alas, that is only like, you know, maybe 10 or 15 pounds at this point. Uh, so he's not really doing the job for me. Uh, plus, it wouldn't really be safe to work out with him on me. Uh, although we do a lot of hikes like that. Uh, but no, I bought a, a weighted vest um, and it goes up to 60 pounds. They're these like little sandbags uh, on the front and on the back. So I can take out, I think I calculated that, uh, yeah, it's like six and 6.6 pounds in each sandbag. So yeah, I can, I can take it down to like 40 pounds and, and again, kind of aligned with, you know, really trying to, you know, put myself into a, a pleasurable pain when working out. I've been doing uh, stairs and and wind sprints up a hill wearing this vest, as along with like dips on my balcony and push ups and and squats with you know kettlebells or not kettlebells and like man, it is painful. Really does the job if that's the goal. <laughs> and I bought a sixty pound vest, uh, which I was you know woefully optimistic about uh <laughs> over optimistic about how strong i am um because i got a 75 pound kettlebell and i was like okay if this weight is distributed all over my body and i'm doing a squat like i you know totally worth it right um and and, and i also was optimizing the cost because like ten dollars extra to get all the way that, that i think i could need over a period of time right um but yeah a 60 pound weighted vest is brutal and not something that i'm currently really using a ton of but i'm working my way up to it and uh uh you know it has some exercises like it's perfect but like you know i do like one sprint up the hill with that i'm just like okay that's that's good 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 enough for today like start <laughs> start shedding weight because like it's oh like i say brutal but i love it what is it like all right so say you're doing sprints where's the where do you feel the weight the most? Is it in your, like, I don't know, obviously in your I legs think, probably, but, like, in your quads or, like, where are you feeling the, the weight? Yeah, um, well, our, the hill by my house, uh, there's two hills. One's at, like, a, you know, 3 to 5% incline, and the other's, like, a 5 to 10% incline. So yeah. it depends on which one I'm running, if it, I feel it more in my glutes or in my my quads. Um but the awkwardness, because like you're, you know, pr practically speaking, you know, I'm doubling my upper body weight. Uh, you know, if you assume that I've got half of my weight, you know, below the belt and above the belt, like, you know, I've, I've I'm putting a lot of weight on top. So, so I feel in my lower back um, mm -hmm. and like, you know, in my in my traps um, because like, you know, you're it's heavy if I have the full weight on, of course, but. But if I'm just running with like 30 or 40 pounds, uh, you know, it's it just glutes or, or quads, depending on the incline. Yeah. 
and hamstrings actually i should mention <laughs> ankles and hamstrings like the first day yeah. i went out and like of course went a little bit too heavy and too too aggressive because i was just excited for my new toy and like the next day i was like jesus my <laughs> my, my uh um yeah my calves Did i say hamstrings uh my calves. calves yep I yeah my that. calves yeah. and and ankle was like wow yeah. what you know you gained a lot of weight really quick man you know how uh <laughs> you know how mlb or like i don't know i guess any baseball player when they're warming up, um, they'll either like swing two bats or like put a weight on their bat, you know, to make it heavier. Yeah. So then, when you take it off, it you can like it feels like it's super light. Do you feel that same way? Like if you if you did a sprint with a sixty pound weight vest and then took it off, do you feel like you could just go a lot faster? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so so to work out my upper body, you know, I do dips on the corner of this deck off my office, and uh, and so one of the reasons I got the vest is to be able to start putting more weight you know, on, on my chest and shoulders and, and tries during these dips. And so I'll start out with like the full 60 pounds. Um, and, uh, and you know, I can do like five to seven dips that way. Um, and then like, I'll, I'll immediately take out two and like, I'll be able to get like another five to seven at a lower weight and kind of step myself down. And it's really remarkable because one, it, it's a great workout. Like it, like the next day, like it, it hurts, <laughs> which is my favorite. I love being sore. Um, but uh, but then like I'll shed the entire vest after having just killed, you know, my upper body on these dips, and like I'll still be able to crank out like another ten or twelve just with body weight. So right. exactly as you're saying, you know, or, or most of all like stairs. You know, like if I put it on, like I, you know, try to run up the stairs next to my office, um, like I'll take it off and like, you know, it's like I'm, I'm like jumping from stairs without the weight because <laughs> like my body thinks that I have to put a lot more power into each yeah. step when, so yeah, totally the same effect. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. I got one that, uh, that I shared, I don't know, maybe like a month ago or six weeks ago with Matt um, in, the, in the intro that I was, I was doing this. Um, but I'm, I'm just about done, so I'm going to share it and I'm super into it. It's, uh, I am, I have been running or I've made it a goal to run every single street in Black Mountain where I live. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so again, if you, if you didn't hear me talk about it before, then, um, not my idea. There's, uh, I, I first heard about it from a guy named Ricky Gates who did every single street in San Francisco, which is of course much larger than. Black Mountain. Um, and since then, uh, it's kind of spread throughout the world. I've seen DC and Sydney and all kinds of places all over the world. Um, but uh, yeah, the idea is you just run every single street in your town or in your city or whatever, or your neighborhood or zip code or whatever you want to make it. And um, it's been super fun. I've been really into it because it's taken me to parts of Black Mountain that I've never been to before, which is cool. But also, I've actually found the runs. Normally, I'm not much of a roadrunner guy. I just like can't help it. I just can't, I just don't have as much fun, um, on the road, but I have found that it gives me that same like rush of adventure, um, as what I get on the trail. And also like, even though, cause we have a ton of dead ends in this town and a bunch of like streets that go nowhere. And, uh, even though I'm kind of doing a lot of out and back on these random short streets all over the place, um, it's just like, it's kind of fun. It's like, all right, where am I going to go now? Where's this little street going to <laughs> show me? And, you know, and then I got to turn around and come back, but that's fine. Then I get to zigzag all over the place again. And, uh, I don't know. I've been really into it. It's been a fun way to get some runs in and, 
Um, and I'm excited. I'm also kind of excited to wrap it up. That's awesome. How do you track it? Like, do you ever end up being like, oh, wait, I was on this street yesterday. <laughs> do you, yeah, like, cause it, it, I it imagine does. that takes time, right? To, oh like, yeah. Figure no, it's, out your, it's complicated. Your yeah. So I have like, I printed out a big map of the town and I'm highlighting the streets I go on as I, uh, like after every run. So, you know, so I have like this master map that, um, I can look at like, okay, I need to run this part of the town today and you know it'll butt up against the run from a couple of days ago and uh and then i use you know strava like this I, i've been using the strava app because it leaves breadcrumbs where you've gone so i can actually kind of see um that run you know to make sure i ticked off every single street on that like path and um and then actually strava has this heat map feature which is super cool where you can like put in um, a date range so like for the past six weeks or something, you can, it'll do a heat map of every, everywhere you've run. So I can do a heat map. So I'll have my highlighted, like personal highlighted map, but then to prove it, <laughs> I'll have uh, a Strava heat map um, that shows exactly that I've covered every street. That is super cool. You should definitely print and frame that. Yeah. Better yet, send it to me so I can print and frame it and then have a, <laughs> a, a good birthday gift for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Uh, I'll go into one more um, because it is another one that I've mentioned before. This was I mentioned uh, in Julia's in a, a what we eat in a day episode a couple, I don't know, maybe a month ago again. Um, and that is uh, something that Katie and I have still been doing a month later. We've been doing it probably for two, two and a half months where every day we have um, a weekly rhythm for food. And that is uh, mon- macaroni Monday, taco Tuesday, walk Wednesday takeout Thursday, um, pizza Friday, grilling Saturday, and wildcard Sunday. And so we've been following that schedule. And having that schedule, I'm super into it because uh, it there's still plenty of flexibility within what type of dish you're making on every single day. But it takes a lot of the like stress of, um, you know, when when the op- when options are endless, you know, it's, it's can be stressful, but if you're somewhat narrowed down to, okay, today we're going to have some sort of taco slash burrito slash quesadilla, you know, something along those lines. Um, you know, then it, it kind of narrows it down just enough to where you can go into the fridge with that in mind and, uh, and, you know, come up with a, a good dish that, um, you know, is still exciting, but still has that structure to it. So I've been really into that as well. That is a great idea, and I'm having deja vu because I think when I heard Julia suggest that, I also thought it was a great <laughs> idea, and I was also um, well into a fast. Uh, I am currently <laughs> into a 36-hour fast, concluding in an hour and 24 minutes, and Oof. thinking about quesadillas is honestly the most painful thing that's happened to me since my workout yesterday. Uh. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. I'm going to make the cheesiest quesadilla ever in an hour and 24 minutes so i'll send you a Vegan picture of course of course yeah. i don't even i don't even waste my time saying non non-dairy alternative you know like yeah you know <laughs> you, you kind of got to or we're really? gonna hear hear about it yeah man okay. i know you vegan know. cheese <laughs> like, i'll get it if i if i have a tattoo that says like vegan for life do i get like a pass or do, 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 like <laughs> forever i have to say nut nut cheese i don't know yeah i don't know um it's anyway. just that, and the only people i talk to are vegans the only people i live with are vegans like you know true. I, I just like assume that when you say like 
you know, let, let's do like a meaty bolognese. Like it's, it, we're referring to Beyond Meat. And in particular, they're, uh, uh, actually, this is a great one, moussaka, right? So I've been vegetarian for a long time since high school. I never really liked meat. And so I never um, liked the Greek dish moussaka. And uh, for I'm some reason, sure that is. Yeah, me neither. But it's it's an eggplant meat dish, uh, yeah. and traditionally animal based meat, of course. Uh, and I was just never into it. I hated it, you know. And and um, but recently, um, my wife found a recipe and and made this spectacular dish with the Beyond like ground beef. Um, and we're not a huge fan of the Beyond burgers. Uh, I don't know why. Like I just would rather a a uh, um, like a black bean patty or one of those Dr. Prager's. It's like, you know, mostly, you know, kale and spinach. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say that some of these al- alternative meats are getting pretty good. And a little bit of this, like ground beef alternative, uh, it's pea protein, of course, just to make sure everyone knows we're talking about a vegan meat. Uh, it was really good. So I, this wasn't on my list of like things I'm excited about. It doesn't quite raise that level, but <laughs> since you brought it up and I'm thinking about food, super excited about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mentioned food and, once and you're like going down this uh, food yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> but before I, I say what I'm actually excited about, probably a good time to thank this hey, week's sponsors. Well done. Well done. I was just going to suggest we, we do that. So I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Osea puts your health and the health of our planet first with potent skin and body care solutions that are pure, safe, and effective. Osea stands for the elements of wellness, ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere. And their entire line is built around these four pillars and pools from botanical sources around the world to create products that are truly effective. Each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed and active botanicals that create a nutrient and mineral-rich bioavailable base which can help reveal and illuminate your natural radiance. Whether you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, or blemish solutions, Osea's got you covered. You've been a fan of Osea now for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah, I like it. And I'm I'm, like terrible at taking care of my skin or uh yeah i just like i'm i'm i wake up and i get going but but i've actually enjoyed it and it has been a reason for me to like you know stop wash my face put some of these these creams on like i i definitely i'm digging it and adriana my wife likes them as well yeah uh, i have never been a, a lotion guy but um i do my face lotion every night after after washing my face, and it feels great. I look, I look radiant. I really do. <laughs> Go to oseamalibu.com slash athlete. That's O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U dot com slash athlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Free shipping on U.S. orders over $75 and free, ship, free samples with each order. This episode is also brought to you by Bioptimizers. Enzymes are the workhorse of digestion. They break your food down into usable macro and micronutrients. But if you're over 35, your enzyme levels have already begun to decline, which can lead to indigestion, gut issues, mold overgrowth, and an immune system that can be more susceptible to viruses. 
Interbioptimizers and their enzyme and probiotic supplementation. They're one of the best companies I've found that specializes in optimizing your digestion through supplements. And their supplement, Masszymes, not only contains more protease than any other enzyme on the market, it also contains 13 additional enzymes, including lipase for fat digestion, which work at every stage of the digestion process. And their probiotic, P3OM, uses a patented natural process to upgrade a well-researched probiotic strain. And I've talked about this before. I love the fact that they call it the Navy Seal of probiotics because it eliminates bad bacteria and protects the good bacteria. So it's like a a super strain of what otherwise, you know, uh, you can find out there, but just it's not the same. And again, that's patented. So to learn more about this and, and all of their uh, products go to bioptimizers.com slash no meat. That's B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com forward slash no meat and use coupon code no meat to get 10% off any package. And try their enzyme and probiotic combo pack risk free today. They have the best guarantee that I've seen in the industry, and I work in the supplement industry. It's a full 365-day money-back guarantee. So again, that's bioptimizers.com slash no meat. 365, that's a lot of days. It's pretty good. I don't know <laughs> how they do it. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, so what else you got? What are you into? I am very into working up, waking up super early. And uh, I know people listening are probably like, this guy sounds like he's out of his mind. Because uh, none Wait of my things. Massive, long fasts and waking up really early. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get into something more fun soon. I, you know, it's like we were talking about before the show, right? That uh, I, I spend time with my kids, I, uh, I try to sleep as much as possible, I, I work. And I exercise like mm-hmm. I'm 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 kind of a boring person in that way. Like, uh, but we have a lot going on and a lot of exciting stuff. And what can I say? You know, I'm entertained. Um, but um, yeah, hey, waking up. Go ahead. Before you jump into this, um, we got a piece of feedback a couple of weeks ago um, asking if we thought 36 hour fast or 30 hour fast were uh, were good for everyone, and we were promoting that. And um, I think we should clarify that you love experimenting with yourself and you love doing these really long fasts, uh, but that's not necessarily something that we encourage everyone else to do. Yeah, totally. And I'm glad you bring that up. Um, there is a a uh, cool app. So here, maybe this is something fun. Uh, yeah, that I'm, there you go. That I'm into. It's called <laughs> it's called Zero, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a fasting tracking app. And there's also uh, sorry, I just dropped my phone on my desk. Uh, there's also a little bit of of uh, of education in there, but not a ton. Um, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, um, as well as Dr. Oh shoot, totally blank his name. Um, anyway, so so yeah, educate yourself, find out what's best for you. Of course, engaged with a licensed health professional to help understand the risks and whether or not it's even something for you to contemplate. I think most people should allow their bodies to not uh, deal with. Uh, detoxification and other digestive processes um, for some period of time every day. 
So, you know, maybe that's just six hours, eight hours. I think 12 hours is probably a good goal. But like give yourself a period of rest and reset and and frankly, like, you know, clean up. Um, and, and like, if you're curious or if you have other needs, if you've, if you've researched it, I think going into the 16 hour, like you start tapping into autophagy and, you know, cell cleanup, anti-cancer benefits, like you start getting into the 24 hour stuff. Like it's definitely more intense, not for everybody again, you know, not endorsing it as a cure-all for all people. And then like 36 hours, frankly, is like kind of crazy. And, and I I don't even recommend it, honestly. Like, uh, I'm I'm doing it because it's I like to push myself. I like to learn about how my body reacts to this stuff. Uh, but but honestly, I think most experts, which I am not, and you should find those who are, would recommend that like 16 to 24 hour fasts, you know, on occasion are a fantastic thing for your body and about all you need to push it. Uh, uh, but like I said most people like you know just give yourself some time to not eat and give your body the the chance to like reset and and like sleep on an empty stomach like those are the things i think universally people can benefit from but thank you for calling that out definitely do not suggest uh super long fasts cool but you do suggest waking Uh, up early let's hear about it (laughs) um (laughs) Well, I don't know that I would enjoy it as much if I lived in another time and in other circumstances. Uh, So by all means, um, I don't know that it's universally applicable like fasting. But for me, um, because during the day, you know, we have so much going on at No Meat Athlete now between plant bites and compliment and our 80-20 app and and just like, you know, the day gets, gets so full and hectic and it's definitely exciting and i mean we've got you know 10 or 12 people working on all these different projects with us and and so like it's very difficult for me to get any real concentrated work done by the time the world wakes up and things start flying around in email and slack and phone calls and and so like for me i have found that like an hour or two even from like you know caffeine kicks in around 4.30, 4.45, and, and like I'm super productive from, you know, call it 4.45 to 6, 6.30. I mean, even before you East Coasters wake up, uh, or maybe not before you wake up, but before you get active. Um, and like that hour and a half has like been absolutely transformative to me. And I would trade five hours in the middle of the afternoon for like the pre-sunrise hours because it's just so calming and mm. to me like I really can focus so I'm really into that and I don't know maybe I'm going to start waking up at like 2.30 and just become nocturnal because <laughs> like that's that's where I've been I've been inching down like 15 minute intervals and I just find that like the earlier I get up the happier I am plus I pass out at like 8.30 9 o'clock I sleep mm-hmm. really really well so it, it's it's working it's working out um, but I'll let you know about the nocturnal thing. <laughs> there were two, um, two, two that reminded me of two things. One was there was a while ago when uh, Matt was trying, Matt Fraser was trying this uh, philosophy that basically you like slept every four hours for an hour or something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but like instead of getting 
eight hours at once, you, you like, uh, were awake for three hours and then you slept for two hours and you're awake for three hours and you slept for two hours or something like that. And, uh, it was supposed to like help with that, that feeling of really like those three hours you were like super productive and super energetic because you just taking this two hour nap or, or something. I don't know. You know, I'm totally botching what it actually was, but that's, that's what you just remind me of. Um, and it did not work out for him, but uh, I think that you have a better. I, yeah, I know. I know. I have, uh, I have looked into that stuff and, uh, I actually tried something similar when I was, um, I, I was living separately from Adriana because I took a job and, and moved before she was able to. And uh, I lived in this studio apartment where literally like it was a couch, a desk, a bed and a kitchen, like within a matter of, a you know, probably 600 to a thousand square feet. Right. Like it was not a lot of space. This was- and uh, and we're, back. we're back. Are we back? <laughs> you there? We're here. We're working off okay. my cell phone. It appears that that uh, we've lost power. Uh, so um, <laughs> probably nearing the end. But to finish that thought, I have experimented with the I don't know what they called it um, the the Uberman sleep cycle thing. I think you can actually trace it back to like Plato or Socrates. Like millennia, they were uh, thinking about this because they looked at dogs. And like other wild animals and how they slept with like, you know, just kind of near constant bursts of sleep and and uh, and not sleep. Um, But I found that it was horrible. I wasn't able to sleep during the day. Then I was up, you know, at night or or wasn't able to wake up at night and it just did not pan out. So when I was, uh, you know, like I said, totally in control of my schedule, I didn't have to go to an office. I was working out of this tiny apartment and just kind of worked all the time and and cycled in some sleep like i thought it would be cool but it did not pan out for me (laughs) yeah i just have no interest in that (laughs) zero interest in that i'm sure it would not pan out for me but um (laughs) but uh you know the best days i have had were when i uh, was following a pretty strict early morning routine not quite 4 a.m but you know 5 30 uh or so um, to get up and run and then get back and have breakfast and do some work and that kind of thing. It, like I, I just feel the best throughout the day that I ever do uh, when I have that kind of set morning routine. And um, we've had Jeff Sanders of 5 a.m. Miracle um, on a couple times. And uh, he always, he if you're interested in setting up a morning routine, he has some great tips uh, in those old episodes. Uh, and those are the ones I followed for sure. We, All right, we should so do since our a- internet... We, we should do a whole morning routine uh, podcast. I would love to hear what Matt, you, Julia are all doing. Maybe we'll do like July morning routine. We're halfway through the year, check in on our, on our New Year's resolutions kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be yeah. interested to know what yours is like because I totally agree. My mental, uh, yeah, my, my, my happiness is so tied to having a quiet moment to like center myself, maybe do some meditation, look at a mantra, like know what I'm trying to accomplish for the day. Totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well then, uh, since you have spotty internet at the moment and we are going on kind of long, I'm going to wrap up with one final, uh, one final one and it'll be a short, quick one and we can close up. Um, we have been trying to do as many picnics 
as we can. Part of that is just an effort to get out of the house. We're still very much social distancing and not, um, you know, going to restaurants or things like that. But uh, pretty much every night, or I don't know, maybe a couple nights a week and then a couple lunches a week, um, the family or Katie and Eliza or me and Eliza are going and having a picnic where we just bring our dinner and have it out in a park or have it uh, on a trail or do something, have it somewhere out of the house. And that has just been a really like, I don't know, it's been a fun bonding experience for us. And it's just been kind of a fun way for us to to pass some time and, and eat uh, eat a good meal. So now that it's summer and the weather's nice, it just seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to go eat my quesadilla outside. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Matt, for uh, joining today's episode. I hope that people enjoy this kind of list of random things that we're into. And um, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Doug. See you, everybody. See ya. See ya.